0: Bandstyle the the Tape Tour is coming to your area of planet Earth. Bandstyle the Forge Theatre and Arts Hub, Saturday the 18th of September. Bendigo, the Capital Theatre, the 23rd of October. Ticket links on the Rewind80sBand.com website or our Facebook page, Rewind80sBand. Celebrate the music of the 80s with the Rewind80s Mixtape Tour. Get your tickets now before they go-go. Woo! Oh
1: <laughs> What year are we in? What year are we in? Oh, the 80s surely, isn't it? 81 82 <laughs> <laughs> uh, How are you? How are you going guys? this is the 80s montage? I'm Sammy Hardon. and I'm Jay Jovi. Tonight we're looking at
0: 80s enough or not?
1: Yeah, is it 80s, 80's enough, enough? or not or not That's mm. right. What we mean by that is songs that we think are 80s but are not fucking 80s. That's right.
0: Absolutely. And we came up with this because I pulled a couple out of my ass the other day that weren't 80s. Really? And uh, we sure know something. Wasn't 80s. That was the last show we did. Uh, where I said that was one of my favourite singles. but
1: Oh, by Kiss.
0: By Kiss, yeah. So we thought that was an interest well, you came up with the subject, how many songs do people think are 80s? Now, this is a classic dumb shit cover band where the cover band, and we've been in one of them, starts with this fucking track and it's 1979, motherfuckers.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Or even worse, like 78, 77. And yeah. it's not – or yeah. even like into the 90s and stuff some of them yeah, like it's we're gonna yeah look at those
0: yeah that's some right, of them are pieces because i've actually seen them on compilation albums or that came out in the 90s and they're all on the compilation album and it's pretty funny
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: you know but video killed if you get an 80s band that does video killed the radio star you're pretty much guaranteed they're under fucking 30
1: <laughs> yeah, and they are exactly. working for someone the thing with "Video Killed It," um, it was the first song on M- you know, the first clip on MTV, and MTV we associate with the '80s, and I think that's why we we chuck it in the bag with with uh, being part of the '80s canon, you know. Yeah. But definitely 1979, and it's
0: Trevor Horn. I reckon it's the worst thing Trevor Horn's fucking done. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I like about the video clip and when I first started Rewind 80s about 12 years ago we are starting to think about it is I wanted to steal the plastic tubes the girls are in in the video clip where they're looking outside the plastic tubes and I wanted to put the whole band or the front people in plastic tubes because I thought that would be cool, you know. Getting your tube like a spinal tap thing where it opens and you know it falls over and yeah. shit, that kind of yeah. thing. So I, that was one of my ideas, and I did get that from Video Killed the Radio Star. And that's when I looked into it and went, Fuck, this isn't 80s. Yeah, this no, is
1: 79. No. Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's on, like, I mean, it's very, I don't, I don't know when it is in 79, it's probably late 79, and it was played throughout the 80s, but it kind of died pretty quickly, this track as well. It wasn't really. Like it, it might have been big for two or three years but you don't – unless you see a cover band do it, you don't run to it and go, oh, God, I haven't heard this in ages, I'd love to hear it.
1: No, like I used I to don't hate it. I do feel
0: that way about it.
1: Yeah, no. I, yeah, I used to hate it sort of at the time when I was young. Um, I think it was – I think it it became – Iconically, '80s because of the sentiment as well. Like basically the message video video came in. Yeah, yeah. videos came in and killed the quality of music. Sort of, Um, which is interesting because like the the music was the music was incredible in the '80s, but it's like things did start to drop off after that, and now it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It reminds yeah,
0: anyway. me of what will we be singing in the eighties by the Mon- monitors. I think it was.
1: Yeah, Galen and Gillian.
0: Gal and Gillian, what will be be singing? I think they tried to do that same thing. Yeah. With the video killed. But um, now the second song I have actually used this, and I don't know why I've used it. Um, this track is we've done in. Uh, Rewind, Daddy's Band, and I only think it's because the punters wanted to hear it. It went through a big phase there. Reality bites sort of made it big again. There was a That's couple right. of movies that used to kind of make it big. So let's let's have a listen.
1: It's a big one, isn't it? 79. Yeah. Is it, 80, is it 80s enough though? It is 80s enough, I reckon.
0: You reckon?
1: Yeah. See, now I
0: think about it, I reckon it sounds very fucking 70s.
1: Yeah, right, right. I I, I do feel it gets sort of chucked into the 80s thing very much. It's definitely much. on
0: compilation compilations.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um it's. A, I don't know. The his vocal is very sexy. That you you watch the clip. They're not a sexy. <laughs> no. They're not a sexy looking band. No. Um, you know, they're obviously this guy sexy. is like stuck up on this girl. Um, what was his name? Burton, Burton Avery or something. Is that the, the singer's name? Oh, I don't know. Bit of no, a slug, Doug, though. Doug Figer. Doug Figer. He met um. He met uh, this chick called Sharona, like it was a real chick called Sharona. Did she have the rona? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sharona, Sharona. It's such Sharona, a bogan name, isn't it? Get off hey, the Sharona. fucking freeway, Sharona! Yeah, Sharona, get off the road! You pissed! Stop Back playing with
0: the cars.
1: If a big truck comes and hits you, I'm not fucking helping you. <laughs> 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 People love it.
0: Sharona. Do you even know anyone called Sharona?
1: No, I know a few Sharons.
0: Yeah, a bit different though, a bit more exotic than Sharon.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sharona. Sharona Sharona. Sharona the Rona. Yeah.
0: May, what are we in at the moment? What are we going through at the moment? Lockdown. Yeah, but what's the name of the disease?
1: Uh, Corona.
0: My Corona. Uh,
1: and I remember like somebody sent me My Corona or like re-recorded it and sent it. And oh, I'm really? Like, yeah, straight away I was like, oh. Uh, it's pretty that's obvious. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah, there you
0: go. I, I look, I, I kind of appreciated this song as I got older. Uh, but I just think it was one of those songs I chucked in the band because it was seventy-nine and people love it and it was no keyboards, there was nothing tricky about it, and it would have been around the time Maddie had started with Pseudo, and I was like, let's just stick in some fucking rock rock songs, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we'll do well,
0: this next one that you've chosen is a fucking pisser because I've actually seen this track on compilation albums where it's like, what the fuck? And it's, oh, look, I'll just play the song. It's a fucking, it's the funniest shit ever. I
1: know
0: there's pain. I know there's
1: pain. Why do you lock yourself
0: up in these chains? Change your life, except for you. Don't
1: ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. Is it really fair to feel this way inside? Oh. some days somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and
0: say goodbye. Until then, baby, are you gonna let him hold you down? If you cry, don't you know? Don't you know? Things you change. Things will go your way.
1: If you hold on for one more day. Can you hold on for one more day.
0: Things will go your way. Hold on
1: for one more day. Uh.
0: <laughs> Fucking <laughs> not is enough for me.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I we used to love this when we were kids. It's the daggiest fucking song. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah, we do <laughs> It's this? the it's the um it's the cadence of it. Like as you're walking, some decent is gonna make you want to turn oh, around look, and say goodbye. Look, it's very
0: happy, chirpy. You yeah, know.
1: it is. It is. Yeah.
0: Wilson Phillips. Wilson no, it's Phillips.
1: it's um, Carney, Carney. What was the other one's name? Carney and uh, China Phillips, or something. China no, it's Phillips. China. It's China Phillips from um, her mum and dad were the mummers and the Papas. Okay. And the other two were Carney and Wendy Wilson, and their their father was Brian Wilson from the fucking um, you know. Oh, Good the, vibrations.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, but wasn't he a sperm donor?
1: Oh, I don't know if it's sperm donor.
0: Yeah, I reckon. The, I don't think someone actually placed that in the vagina. I think they Beach actually
1: Boys, was sp- Wilson, spoon fed that. Beach Boys. I don't know. It's very early for for sperm donor territory, isn't it? Oh,
0: maybe it would have been a turkey you, maybe you
1: rooted him or something. I don't know. No,
0: no, no. no I, I just remember a story where they were getting. Someone or one of the girls wanted a baby, and they wanted a baby with someone of a rock star status, and they went with this old guy. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll look into it. But
1: what? So he thought, "I'll give you some sperm." Yeah,
0: I'll oh, <laughs> fucking root. Yeah,
1: I'm <laughs> oh, sure of it. All right, here's I'm my sure sperm. Um, well, I so don't this know. Maybe I'm wrong. Th- this song was. Um,
0: it's too happy a for me. Hit.
1: Huge hit. But you know, like one of the oh, one of the co writers on, co-writers on this was one of the co writers on this was Glenn Ballard, who was oh, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. big, you know, big yeah, um La-
0: Alanis Morissette guy. He
1: basically wrote Jagged Little Pill with Alanis yeah. Morissette. But he's done fuck mate, he's done stuff with Michael Jackson, Pointer Sisters, um, Paula Abdul. Well he's, you can kind of like
0: tell it's a hit though, can't you? It's been made to be a hit.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is yeah, the guy yeah. you
0: would have rung when you needed a hit because you've got the two attractive girls, and then you've got the one that looks like the mamas and the puppers in the middle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? So you've got who's her, who's
0: her smashing the fucking burgers backstage. We've got to say. that.
1: Strangely, though, it's lost Brian Wilson was her father, so you would have thought like mamas and the puppers with the fat mama, she must have had the fat mother. But it wasn't. China Phillips had the fat mother and she was the hot one.
0: Yeah, right. That's why I think there's a sperm donor included
1: somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to find out. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm obsessed in that story. I'm surely I, I haven't just... dreamt it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an urban myth, baby.
0: Oh.
1: You could be right. You could be right.
0: I love that song. I mean, I don't love it, but it's in Sex and the City, I think, or something at the end where they get married and they all sing it.
1: I don't know. The, it's the, the, super the, fucking the, daggy. The female part of me aches for this song.
0: Right. You female. Know? Mate, I want to I wanna kill him.
1: Now, this was nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys, but it lost to... From a distance by Bette Midler. For, oh, from fuck! A distance. I hate. Fuck! I hate that song. Yeah, I
0: don't like that either. Shut up. <laughs> was that from fucking that shit movie that you just cry your ass off to?
1: No, Beaches? no, that was oh. um, "Wind Beneath My Asshole."
0: Oh. <laughs> Wind beneath my wings is the fucking shittest song, but it makes you cry. Watching Beaches—if no. you want to torture someone,
1: you watch no. Beaches. No, I hate it. I hate the whole fucking thing. Yeah, there's something there's something about Bette Midler's later career that I can't fucking stand.
0: Yeah, I liked her Beast of Burden days, but that was after, I liked I think. her
1: Beast and like when she was like, what was it, the Miss M or something? The the Fabulous Miss M or something. What was her yeah. name? I don't know. The Divine Miss M or whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. She was incredible. She was like fucking – because she was like a bawdy kind of like cabaret artist. I guess it's part of getting old, you know. Well, she but sang like,
0: The Rose. That's where she oh, She sang song. The Rose. That's right. She was actually yeah. quite rock and roll. She wasn't she actually She was very cabaret. rock and roll. She was more like – I think The Rose is about Janis Joplin and she played that Janis Joplin-y chick. But yeah. she's very fucking rock and roll.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, it was Beaches yeah. where that was her um, always be together in Electric Dreams fucking song, you know, like everyone wanted to fucking, no one really oh. wanted to play it, you know. But,
1: God. Uh,
0: yeah, I was going to talk. Now the chick, that the little girl that played Bette Midler in that movie, Beaches, is the chick from that bloody sitcom.
1: He's really in,
0: yeah which is who's really intelligent and she's got her own fucking podcast which I'm yet in to listen show. to.
1: She's in that show. She's in that like fucking nerd show now. Yeah, that's right. What's it called?
0: Um I don't watch it. I'm not into it.
1: She was in Blossom and then she was in Blossom um, was awesome. Uh, with Joey Lawrence that had Joe Joey Lawrence in it and like lately she's on that fucking um Big bang theory. Yeah. Is that it?
0: Big bang theory, yeah. Big bang theory, yeah.
1: I don't know. Something like that. Who who fucking cares?
0: Yeah, 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 but she's a fucking intelligent woman.
1: She's an astrophysicist or something, isn't she?
0: Mm. mm. She anyway. is. So the next one is a commercial. We're going to run a commercial. Now you gave me this commercial and I fucking love it. We'll have a listen right now. <laughs>
1: Mm. Thank you very much for the care we're grateful. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much for being so helpful. Thank you very much, very much.
0: Say thank you with Cadbury Roses Chocolates. Whatever the occasion, or for any reason at all.
1: Lots of delicious centres covered in smooth Cadbury Chocolates. Thank you very much for doing the dishes. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much just for being my missus. Thank you very, 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 very much.
0: Yeah, what thank a you very off. much
1: for fucking my asshole. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank very, you very 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 much. very, very, very
0: much. Thank you very much <laughs> for just being a cunt hole. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>
1: uh, what oh, a funny we should fucking ad, mate. that.
0: Yeah, it was Roses awesome.
1: chocolates.
0: Roses and, like, now.
1: Everyone gave roses chocolates, didn't yeah,
0: they? Yeah, it was very rich to do that.
1: Oh, was it? Oh, I loved,
0: right? yeah, you were quite wealthy if you gave roses.
1: Oh. Yeah. In, the In the 80s maybe. In the 80s, that's right. These days if you got them you'd be like, what the fuck's this?
0: Yeah, we will melt them down and fucking who knows. But uh, <laughs> this went with your Charlie perfume that you gave your mum. You gave your mum Charlie. Oh, Charlie, and of fucking course. roses, mate. Thank you very much just for not bringing me back. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you very,
1: very, very much. Thank you very much for getting me pregnant. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fucking roses fix everything, right?
1: Oh, they do. Fix everything. Any awkward situation, they just fix it up.
0: That's right. I didn't really dig them. I like the caramel ones. They had caramel like it was in a gold wrapper and it was like a flat round one. That was the only one I'd sort of eat.
1: I like the, is it there a Turkish delight one?
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't have had that. Do yes, you like I Delight? love
1: that. No. I hated it as a kid. I love it now. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones I do hate is anything mint chocolate. Yeah. Do you like mint chocolate?
0: Look, I did the after-dinner mint thing for a little while in the 80s no. and then I grew out of it.
1: No. Oh, I Mate, do like bright either, nights. You're either eating your chocolate or... Brushing your teeth. It's yeah. not both. Like for and fucks. And it was
0: dark chocolate too. Ugh. It wasn't white. It wasn't white. So the dark chocolate was really rich.
1: Yeah, yeah. With the
0: mint. It was like fucking arsenic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Actually, there's a scene in Wentworth where they give Mari roses, like the new oh. inmate, which is yeah. Susie Porter. And yeah. there's razor blades in the fucking um,
1: <laughs> chocolate.
0: So Boomer, because Boomer eats everything from Monte Carlo's to fucking anything. Yeah. She goes to eat it, and she her bloods like it's fucking heavy scene. Her mouth just starts bleeding because she's just eaten into all these razor blades. So they're oh, good to shit. put razor blades in if you want to fucking oh, kill someone. That's yeah. good to know. Let's just remember that because they're oh, nice they still and thick. You can stick the razor blade in there. And
1: yep. it goes. And it goes. Slice up their throat. No, that's
0: horrible that I think of shit like that. But after No, that's great. That's great.
1: I wouldn't dare give anybody any roses these days.
0: Well, my dad used to call dog shit doggy roses. Like he'd go, (laughs) go and pick up the doggy roses in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck's that all about? Yeah, yeah, doggy roses. Oh, there's doggy roses out the back. I don't think he wanted to say shit. Because we were only babies, so he used to call them doggy roses. Oh, and I the, the, things, doggies,
1: the doggies. doggies pushed a flower out of its
0: ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, doggy roses, they don't smell like roses, Dad.
1: Yeah, ooh.
0: And they're white. Yeah. They've gone white. <laughs> they're off white at the moment.
1: Puppy's been eating bones.
0: That's right. <laughs> been eating a bone, that's right. <laughs> doggy roses.
1: All right, I what's can, next?
0: All right, this one's a ripper. This one gets mistaken a lot and put on a lot of 80s compilation albums. And I think it's 90.
1: Yo, VIP!
0: Wow.
1: Often thought of as an 80s track. It's not. It's 1990.
0: He's only good for picking up Doggy Roses.
1: What a fucking shit song, mate.
0: Oh. Isn't and it? But see, people like, love it now.
1: People, see, I've always wanted to learn the rap. It's just right. the daggiest party trick ever.
0: Mm-hmm, it is. is Everyone is does It's to it.
1: know the, the rap of Ice Ice Baby, you know. And
0: they don't rap it very well. They just know the words.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. I will get there one day. But um um this this song is like I don't know. At the time it seemed really cool. I remember being a little little kid and watching this on TV and thinking like he was the coolest yeah, dude. I he tried. was so good-looking and everything. Yeah. I tried yeah.
0: to get into it too, but I, it didn't work.
1: No, no, it didn't. He didn't he didn't have anything to follow it up with at all. He had yeah, nothing no, to follow it up with.
0: He tried, play that funky music, White Boy, and I think that was the B-side of this. I think he might have released right. that first and then he released this and put it on the B-side to try oh, and get some money.
1: Yeah, maybe. But,
0: but, um, yeah, just shit, just fucking. You know, I always remember, and I've probably said this before, I always remember In Living Colour where, uh, what's his name, did the take off of this Um
1: Jim Carrey did it. Jim Carrey.
0: And he did the sidestep, sidestep, and then he kicked his leg in his air in the air and his fucking runner came on <laughs> That's and right. and flew up I fucking lost it. I was Goes like that right is up the, up in the best. Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes right up in the air and he's like do 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 with his head and shit. <laughs> fucking funniest shit ever. That was the best thing Jim Carrey's ever done.
1: I, I always equate it. this song to um, Can't Touch This by MC Hammer because they both came yes. out in 1990 Yeah, they and did. they were both one-hit wonders. They, they were both meant to be the next big thing. Oh, like no, when MC I-
0: Hammer had more than him. MC oh, Hammer had. What? Because I worked for MC Hammer. I know about him. What?
1: what? What, I really? I fucking
0: danced with MC Hammer.
1: Did Never you? Had,
0: yeah. I was – we we MC Hammer came out to Australia and I was working for Dance World 301 in South Melbourne. And yeah. it was me and the boys from. They were called You Got It at the time, but they came out. Past to present, they were called Past to Present. They oh yeah, Past let's to Present. tonight. Yes, it was me and Past to Present. Oh, and I so was you the would token. know
1: Phil. You'd know um you'd know Phil that I work with because he used to choreograph them.
0: Yeah, I think this is way before anyone choreographed them. I think they did their ah, own stuff. So okay. this is 1990 and we were asked to do the MC Hammer press conference. So we, I went along as the token white chick that could dance and yeah. they were promoting the teachers at the school, yeah. So yeah. it was, um, oh, God, one of the guys is just on my Facebook at the moment who's really lovely. Um, yeah, like... I knew them really well and I was in a band with a couple of them and we went out to this press conference with our um, dance one. I think we just opened the studio or Pam had just opened the studio and we did Pray. I'd like to pray,
1: pray. Oh, that's right. Because he was a big big. churchy, wasn't he?
0: That's right. So we did Pray and we did, um, there was You Can't Touch This, but he had a whole album. Too legit to quit. He had quite a lot of songs that you forget about. And then I remember my mum shit? and dad watching it on the news, and I here I am in my little fucking outfit, my rapper outfit, and they went, and the street kids of Melbourne have decided to join MC the Hammer. Street kids? The street kids, <laughs> my mum was mortified, <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 the street kids of Melbourne. Ah. So my mum's face. She's going, why did they call you street kids? You're not a street kids. You live at home. You've got food. You've got blah blah blah. I said, oh, mum, no. street is in dance. You know, trendy street. street Couldn't explain kids. it to her. Street kids. Yeah, I haven't
1: heard that for so long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was in the street kids and. Then, I was a street kid.
0: Yeah, they made they Channel 10 News called us street kids. I'm trying to find it, but I can't find it on YouTube. Because be
1: people funny. were horrified by street kids. Weren't yeah, they, they were. They were. In the 80s, it was like I reckon how I, can I got this looked
0: at for ye- for years after that
1: as a street kid. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean, oh like as a troublemaker. God. Like, oh, she's a troublemaker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, she'll stab out. you. She'll
0: fucking well, stab she'll you. Well, she'll burn your she'll, fence she'll down. Take your fucking change. Your bloody purse change, change, purse, or whatever. So um, throw
1: petrol on your fence, yeah. And burn
0: it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Around the same time, no, it might have been just <laughs> before, just after. I don't know, I can't remember. But you uh, were yeah, a
1: street kid,
0: I was a bit of a street kid on my own in my own head. Anyway, so when then we went to the concert and we danced with MC Hammer, we got invited to do pray at the gig. Right, So we wow. went out to the entertainment centre and it was me and the five guys. The five guys were fucking huge, tall as. So yeah. anyway, we get there and I'm fucking dressed in my bloody onesie and I'm like tight as fuck and I had size 8 body, you know, and the rapper up the front that was looking after him goes, hey, you want to come back and fuck so I can fuck you up the ass? That's what the guy said in the fucking like, one of the bouncers. Yeah, no and worries. I went, yeah, nah, I'll get shit to do, and I felt <laughs> really shit that. Um, I was being talked like that. Like, it's fucking so hashtag me too. Like, do you want to get yeah. fucked over? Like, this shit happened all the time in music. Who fucking cares? The crowd used to do it to performers. Everyone fucking did it. It was everywhere. Stop yeah. fucking your whinging. It makes you stronger sometimes, you know. Yeah. Unless they've physically touched you, it's just fucking words and music. Your Words and fucking whatever. Anyway, yeah. so... I kind of got upset for five minutes and then I knew Bobby Brown's old man was going backstage and trying to pick up his dances as well. That was all going oh, around. Like he was being right? a real dick. Yeah, Bobby Brown's dad was a fucking hardcore nutter. Yuck. Um So I knew that that was sort of the thing they did. So I just walked off. I was more wrapped that I'd sort of performed in front of maybe one yeah. thousand people. You just
1: wanted to be a performer.
0: Yeah. But this guy just, you know, when he gets fucked up, yeah. So I'm thinking that's not very nice.
1: Who's like? Oh, well, I can think of a few people, but like, like who's gonna go like, yeah, yeah, me. exactly. Like, Fuck it I think
0: it was just how they rolled. They thought yeah. everyone at that time, MC Hammer was so big, they just put their dick out and you would suck it. You know, that's how it rolled. <laughs> and it didn't roll like that for me because it wasn't what I was about. Yeah. I wanted to see if you wanted me in your fucking show, mate, because it wasn't that good anyway, right? It was just a whole lot of chicks dancing and bootylicious shit and, you know. He was an okay dancer. He had a style or whatever but he he, he gave money to the Street Kids Appeal. That's what it was. Sorry.
1: He Uh, gave money to
0: the Street Kids Appeal so that's why they called us Street Kids.
1: uh, So he made it look like we
0: were getting the money. And my mum was mortified by that. It was fucking – I'll never live Oh, it fuck, down. that's
1: awesome. <laughs> Best
0: story ever.
1: I just fucking love that. That's yeah. awesome.
0: <laughs> but there's no footage of it anyway because it was on the news and
1: oh, Channel 10,
0: There's really no footage. I don't think there is. The boys might have it but, yeah, pretty funny. See,
1: I, I was on the news. I went to a Michael Jackson concert as Michael Jackson like I yep. went fully dressed up. And because I'm, I don't know. Well, I'm,
0: lucky you didn't get fucking, do you want a gig?
1: I got mobbed. I got Did mobbed you? by these Asian chicks. Wow. Uh, and like all wanting to get a photo because they thought it was Michael Jackson. And I got on the news. Yeah. I was dancing wow. on the news as Michael Jackson. Wow. Like what a fucking loser at like 18 no. years. Eighteen years old. <laughs> could have
0: been, could have been worse. You could have fucking been weighed and fucking doing videos when you're fifty.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, fucking. exactly.
0: Look what he did to me. <laughs> fucking. That guy's a fucking shame. Oh show mate. Pain, isn't
1: he? I would have made. As I've said. No, Michael Jackson wouldn't have molested me, no. I would have molested Michael <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Let That's me tell you. That's about right,
0: absolutely. Let me confirm yes. that right now. Yes, anyway. I don't like that Wade thing, he's such a fu- – if I met him and I was his age and he was a little boy, I would have fucking smacked his head. I could. You can just tell oh. he's a fucking absolute psychopath, fucking, what do you call it, narcissistic little cunt because – you know, the whole special when I watched it went for 20 minutes on his career, which was fucking whatever he did. fucking
1: But Janet it's like Jackson he's Corey enjoyed he's enjoyed riding on the exactly. the Jackson family's coattails for the entirety of his career. and I'm talking about decades of this guy's life, mm. and then when he's not making any more money out of it anymore, it's like, oh I'll go and do this now, and then I'll get you know. That's then right. Then I'll sort of further my further my fucking career or whatever. Like already went to so court fucking obvious. and said
0: that didn't happen with him. You know that Michael never touched him. I just there you find go. him really fucking. I can't. His mother's a nightmare as well. That typical that typical show pony um, mum takes the little boy out and she's living through the kid. You know to be famous.
1: Mate, she should be she should be fucking like she she's the fucking criminal. Like, yeah, she like is. if she is you know, if she is
0: if she knew there about is this. There's no is she, exactly. way
1: in hell that I would be throwing my kid in front of some other grown adult. I don't mm. care if it was Michael Jackson or Madonna or whoever. Like mm. I, That's I I right. don't sorry, like shit parent anyway.
0: Exactly. Shit parenting.
1: Anyway, so back to Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Ice Ice, Ice, Ice Baby, Baby by Vanilla Ice. This this song obviously ripped off under pressure and mm. it was like a landmark music copyright case, yeah? Mm. He didn't ask for the Queen's permission to use it or David Bowie and um, he... Uh, apparently didn't make a cent off it because he had to sort of pay pay it all back. Of course. In yeah, yeah. It was a huge case. And a lot of this used to happen. And because it's it was the beginning of um sampling in music. Yeah. That's like right. at the very beginning of the nineties um was when people used to start sampling each other's music and a lot of it used to happen. Um, you know, CNC Music Factory, like a lot of a lot of artists like Black Box and and so forth, um, and and everybody. <laughs> there was this quote by a um, a journalist called Jordan Jordan Runtag when he said, um, "Though Vanilla Ice paid the price, some argue that isn't enough to make up for the potential credibility credibility lost by Queen and David Bowie, who are now linked to Vanilla Ice forever through yeah. a collaboration. They had no choice in joining." It's the truth. The oh, truth. Fuck yeah! It's probably absolutely.
0: the reason I don't like under pressure. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that a shame? Because I just because I, such I an didn't know song.
0: that kind of Queen stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, I only got yeah. into
0: Queen as I was older.
1: And yeah. when
0: I was younger, I probably went, "Why well, have I heard this riff before?" And then I went, "Ah." Yeah. Oh, you know. So yeah. There we go. It, it, bloody. Didn't do great for any of them, you know?
1: Nah, that's it. Absolutely. And he keeps
0: right. re releasing it and shit.
1: Yeah. Loser. So the
0: next one we've got, babe, is a ripper. And I honestly thought this was 1980. Let's have a listen.
1: think it is. I think it could be.
0: Definitely Gary Newman. Oh and he's so iconic.
1: And I think he's associated with the 80s so much because he's known as being the the godfather of electronic music. Mm. And he's stylish. Yeah. And he
0: wore heaps of makeup. Eyeliner. Eyeliner and I don't know those jumpsuits with the fucking triangles in the front. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they used to peel off. Remember, you used to peel off the triangle. I don't know what Rem- that was about.
1: Do you know that story? Um, do you know the story of, about um, Gary Newman with um, James Freud used to tell it? Remember?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Can you remember about the story? Cars. Yeah. Didn't
0: they go to a fish and chip shop?
1: So or James something? Freud sort of went to the UK to. Um, to record stuff with with Gary Newman. And I think it was in between or could have been at the point James Freud was a big sort of um, – a big sort of rock star. He was like a solo artist, yeah? Yeah. And um, he, he went over there and um, expecting this, you know, this likewise big rock star and Gary Newman. And Gary Newman still used to live with his parents in sort of regional England and um, – you know, you think of this guy. You think of Gary Newman, and it it doesn't go together. This guy, like living with his parents and stuff. Like you think of like he's he's like the coolest guy in the world, Gary Newman. You know, he's sort wasn't of
0: wasn't he in a caravan in the backyard or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely, yeah. And um, they were sort of James Freud really didn't expect it, and you know they were collaborating music, like writing all day and stuff, and they had to eat dinner, and so. Um, Gary Newman. <laughs> Gary Newman sort of he said, Oh, you know, oh let's just have fish and chips or something. They and should they they um yeah. They went down to the shops and he had rung ahead for the fish and chips or something. they drove down to the shops and it was like bitterly cold. You think of like regional England, like it just freezing. You know, they yeah, they went down to the they went down to the shops and then Gary said to James, Oh, Will you run into the shop because I'm scared I'll get bashed up if I go in there? If I go in there, and because like James, uh, sorry, Gary was like the resident loony in yeah. the in, in in the village in the area mm. because um he wore sort of eyeliner and and was a musician, and so um, cars was about like here in my car I feel safest of all. Was about like him kind of hiding in his car from bullies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible how it played out. Yeah. So there you go. Because it would
0: have been a lot of punks and romper stomper dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Like tough cunts
1: and everything. And he's doing, he's coming out looking like a chick.
0: Mm. Yeah. We should try and interview Gary. I mean, he wouldn't be, he's just had a new, he's just released a new album. He's just charted again.
1: Mate, he's like, he's a new album. He's like a, – a, in terms of the people that he's influenced, he's yeah. like a fucking god, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if if I could speak to Gary Newman, it'd be incredible.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. He'd be amazing. I reckon he'd do it because they've got the album out at the moment. I think he's gone number one or number two in the English charts. The new album's incredible. Like his music still stands up today as well and he sticks with that same thing, that same theme and gets a bit darker – but yeah. I love it. I love him. I think he's amazing. And we do it in our band and I love it in our band because it's so keyboard orientated and I yeah. don't care that it's 79. It was still on the radio in the 80s.
1: And he's released um, He's released an album basically every year since, well, every year of the 80s except 1987. Mm. So um, um, 1987 was the only year he didn't release uh, a solo album. That's, that's fucking incredible. And he it, loves it, like writing. Right up until now. Right yeah. up until now he's, he's mm. released material. So, yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Good on him.
0: So the next one has <laughs> – I won't even explain it. I'm going to just let it play because it's pretty funny. I actually <laughs> fell into the thing of thinking this was 89 as well.
1: Let's dive. Absolutely ache for this song. We've talked about it before in our David Fincher uh episode. Yeah. Because uh, of course he he um he uh directed the, the clip. Absolutely ache for this song. I love yeah. it, I love it, I it love it. It was
0: huge, it's, huge when it came out. It's got a, yeah, it's, it. yeah.
1: For George Meyer, it would have been his biggest his biggest song to date. Like, like up until that point, you wouldn't have said like Wake Me Out Before You, Go-Go was bigger with Wham. Oh, that's a I
0: tough think call.
1: Was, I think this was bigger. This was number one for ages, mate.
0: Yeah, but the Faith album was big. Um, was it the Faith album? His first album was really big with um, Faith. It was
1: big but you had Faith I and you have, had I Got Your Sex. I don't know. If, I did they get sex. a number one? They might have in the UK.
0: I don't know what this actually charted. To be honest with you, this but would have gone number one, clip. mate.
1: This would have gone number one.
0: Ninety was a weird year. Like it wasn't as easy as it was in the eighties.
1: It was a it was a really big shift. It was a really big crossover.
0: Um, I, I when I think of George Michael, though, I don't really think of this track. I guess it depends on when you're born. Yeah, because I think, um. I want your sex and and that faith album was his breakthrough record where, you know, monkey and all that stuff like that stuff was. That's as right. Yes, and that where was sort of eighty.
1: That was eighty eight. Was eighty eight or eighty nine? Yeah, maybe eighty eight. 88. 88, was eighty seven? It was released in uh, October eighty seven. Was was um faith?
0: Yeah, I just loved that record where I. The Freedom one with Freedom 90, I loved the song but the album took me a long time to get into. Just the breakbeat shit started coming in like yeah. that Soul to Soul thing but Soul to Soul. I, I actually loved Soul to Soul back in these days and this was yeah. like the another version but um, it would be one of his well-known songs depending on, yeah, look, it's it's a big song but I don't know if it's as big as Wake Me Up Before You Go Go.
1: I think it was, eh, I don't know, because, like, you think of George Michael and you want to go, and and this is why it gets sort of pulled into the 80s canon all the time is because, like, oh, do 80s, do George Michael. Okay, if you do George Michael, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, you're going to do, like, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, which is wham. Or you're going to do um, – and people straight away go, oh, we'll do Freedom. And it's like, well, that's 1990, mate. It's called Freedom yeah. 90, Yeah. you know. Yeah. They're, they're the two that people always think, you know. Yeah. Um, and yet, like, I don't know, we've we've done sort of faith over the years with like 80s bands and it's – it's not an 80s song. It's like a fucking no. ukulele song or something. There's there's something really weird about Faith where it's like a fucking Elvisy ukulele yeah, song. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I mean?
0: This one was big and then no one wanted to hear it and we went into that retro mode of everyone wanting to hear Wham Rap, Gun, Young Guns, all that shit again. Yeah. Everything she wants for it. So – that's why people got Freedom mixed up with Freedom 90. I used to get – not that I knew – I I just didn't know the name of it really. Yeah. I was like I knew yeah. Freedom Wham, but yeah. I didn't know what this was called. And then he yeah. did a version, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. He mixed the two songs together and that became Fuck yeah. more of a dance hit in the nightclubs. Yeah. But I think Too Funky was probably really big as well. That's where I kind of – I like That wasn't bigger Funky. than this. Well, it was close I loved though. that
1: song as well, but it wasn't as big as these. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did love at. that as well. Yeah, I did love that as well. But like this was enormous because it sort of, um, I don't know, it was controversial because he was like burning his jacket in the cupboard. Remember like that? He was sort of, it was like the new yeah, but George Michael. people didn't like that shit. People didn't
0: like him doing that. This is the no, thing there was no. a little bit of a backlash with it so I don't really know how big it was I'd have to look at the stats because I think compared to Wham he came out on his own and it was and it was big
1: mm. but I don't,
0: I wouldn't say it was as big as Wham
1: I'd See there was a there was a backlash with a lot of his music in the 90s because he wanted to go faceless because he wasn't ready to come out as gay um, but he still wanted to release music and be himself, and he yeah. wasn't sort of prepared to put himself as out as like a macho guy with like fucking dancing around chicks with their tits out. Well, and the record he company
0: wouldn't allow him to.
1: Yeah, yeah, the record that's company. Right.
0: He wasn't allowed to. He always wanted to, and I don't think he was afraid of it. But that's where the whole in the Dunny thing comes into it and stuff. But yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sh- Like, I mean. When I think George Michael, I do think of this, but I do think 90s as well. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. I really 90s. think his
1: strongest stuff was in the 90s.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. fuck no. Oh, nah.
1: God, yeah. Absolutely. Nah, see, that's this your age, though. And, and that's listen your without age. prejudice and all of that that came after that. Oh, to, me, to me, it was like him being himself. Everything before that, it's like him in a boy band.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that of him. I think yeah. Young Guns and all that shit was amazing. And um, I listen without prejudice. It took me a long time to go out and buy it. The only thing that made this song big was the A and B sides that he released with it. I yeah. mean, it was big, big, but I don't remember it going to number one
1: at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Oh, this did. 100% it did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't remember that going to number one.
1: And he had Fast Love as well at the end of the 90s. Like that was a really big – that was another big um. yes Yeah, see, Fast Love him. was a bit –
0: that was another one was, oh, well, yeah, do I like it or not, you know. Oh,
1: that was huge when it came out. We
0: went and saw him live and a lot of that stuff he didn't have the band play live. It was just all backing track. Oh, is that and right? And then with the 80s stuff um, – ...he had all the band playing or when he did... ...because he went into jazz and all that stuff. I think he's just an all-round musician and I just... ...I think Freedom got a bit dated compared to... ...I've never had anyone come up and ask me for Freedom in an 80s band. Oh, really? It would definitely be Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Even when he died, you know when he died we did a gig... Um, and I oh know we, yeah, I don't know if you're in the band, but we did everything she wants in that show, and people were freaking out that we did that because everyone sort of loved that so much, but yeah. no one would actually do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in saying that, the video clip was exactly what made it, you know, with the models, the supermodels, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's right. Absolutely.
0: But yeah, if you were uh-huh. born in the early 80s, for some reason, George Michael is everything.
1: Yeah. But
0: if you're 87, you think this is the big song. And it was a big song but it was also, I don't think it was as big as Faith.
1: Mind you, I i absolutely grew up with George Michael sort of and I lived through girls just like going crazy about him during um, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And I remember <laughs> – I remember being in like this holiday program when I was a kid because I I couldn't be trusted to be uh, at home on my own. So mum used to put me in this holiday program and and it was great. You used to fucking like, you know, make arts and crafts and shit and just play music with other kids and it always used to be – Um, Other kids that couldn't be trusted at home And so it would be like naughty girls and stuff And they all love George Michael And they played this song over and over again To the point that the sort of the director of the school Walked out and said like I'm going to smash this record If you guys play it again And one of the girls like went It's not a record, it's a tape
0: Oh, wow (laughs) It's
1: a fucking tape. Yeah, fucking say so sucked in. It's not a record anyway. It's a tape.
0: Yeah. Well, this was huge in the clubs. That's all there was to it. This, yeah. this took him into the clubs and he Absolutely. was cool. He was very cool in this yeah. in this period.
1: For Absolutely. sure. All right, what else we got?
0: All right, we got one more. Grace. One more. <laughs>
1: A Glass, not an 80s song. No, 79. It actually came out in 78 on the album yeah. Parallel, Parallel Lines but was released as a single in January 79.
0: Wow, that's early too.
1: Absolutely. I remember
0: it clearly. I remember playing this on a record player with my older cousin.
1: So clearly. Going, this, who
0: is this person yeah. on this record?
1: Because her voice, it sounded like, Sounded like really ethereal, like from another world. Yeah.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very alien or something, you know.
1: Yeah. And then the
0: keyboards behind it would would, uh, make that sound great as well.
1: Yeah. And this is Giorgio Moroder, isn't it?
0: Mm, No. That's Call Me. Or or sort of
1: based on on Giorgio Moroder.
0: I don't know if Giorgio did this. I th- Giorgio did call me for the movie soundtrack. Well, the soundtrack they did with um, yeah. Gerbil. What's his name? Gerbil. Yeah, he was the guy that did the fuck that loves gerbils. What oh. Was the movie? Yeah,
1: call me um, um, Richard Gere.
0: Richard Gere's movie, whatever that was called. Yeah.
1: yeah. But look, I, I think might this be This was a but sort of. It, this, this. They were experimenting with. Like a Georgie Georgie Moroda kind of disco beat, and I think this came out of it, um, because um, I, I feel Love by Donna Summer was really big at the time, and this sort of this was them sort of playing with that kind of beat and that kind of feel. Um, mm, I used to love this as a kid. Maddie would know this. about
0: this because I think disco had come in, and it wasn't. Oh, absolutely. Disco had come in and they were – I think they – it was the first time they did drums – And they did snares separately and then they did the bass drum separately. Something like that. Maddie knows all about this. There's an actual really good doco on this track and how they – because they didn't have samplers or sequences in these days. That's right. So a lot of it was an arpeggio keyboard. Arpeggios were always used though. So it may not have been a Giorgio Amorati thing. Like arpeggio, the the song we do with Kim Wilder, there's an arpeggio. Right? They were just the keyboards that had come in at the time. And I yeah. think to sample that you had to keep playing it and keeping it in time. It was a really yeah. tricky thing to do. So there's this whole thing there but I actually don't think that even fucking thought of Giorgio until Call Me because Call yeah, Me right. was going to be Stevie Nicks. Was they, it really? Yeah. They were going to give that to Stevie Nicks and she didn't want it.
1: Fuck. Is that so right?
0: I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Studio 54, she would have been going to Studio 54 I guess. Yeah. At this time. But um, there is a whole – I think it's either – um, you know those docos they do on the records where they talk yeah. about how they're made yeah. on Foxtel or whatever or arts channels? This is a really interesting thing because it was quite hard to do this because there wasn't the technology to do what they'd done in this track.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: But I remember thinking – I didn't. I had never heard of Blondie when I heard this track, and thinking, "Wow, this is amazing!" Yeah, who is this chick? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was a big backlash um, against these guys for releasing this because it was considered a disco track, and yeah, they were look- a punk band. Um, and yeah, it was that's similar right. to when. Um, Kiss released. Um, I was made I for was loving made, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which which was considered a disco track as well, um, and they they actually said we will never do disco, and then they released that. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't see this as a disco track, and I don't see I was made for loving you as a disco track either. You know, it's just it's strange, isn't it? Oh, I do. Yeah, it
0: was a crossover. It was yeah, the right, crossover okay. from being a 70s band and going into the 80s sort of disco. It was the end of disco really. Yeah. Disco yeah. was just dying, so it was half and half. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't like Casey and the Sunshine Band or anything, but um yeah. I this this track was it must have charted big time because it was on everything. You know, oh, you do see it on the occasional compilation album where people call me Um, Not Call Me, Um, Heart of Glass. Yeah. Hard one to sing, hard one to sing. You really, the lyrics are sort of, you've got to sing it properly, you've got to, it's quite high. Blondie's a very underrated singer. Yeah. She can sing and she's got quite a high range and I've watched people try and sing the airy stuff and you've really got to do the air and the chest at the same time so it cuts through.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: this was sort of considered new wave, I guess, more than disco. Like it was very new wavy. Um, yeah. Interesting, for, isn't for it, that, Blondie? The because they,
1: they sort of like they straddled all of those genres. They straddled new wave and punk and disco.
0: Well, they had to move with the times. It was just, you know, they were all hanging out at Studio 54 and they were all being um, – having, you know, taking heaps of coke and doing all that shit and they just thought that was the way to go. They actually used to sit in discotheques. I remember Kiss saying they sat in a discotheque thinking, how are we going to survive? We're going to be dead if we don't move along. Adapt, Adapt. And the thing is I Was Made For Loving You is one of Kiss's biggest fucking tracks.
1: Yeah, God, yeah. It was huge. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go.
0: But yeah, that's that's all we've got for that. But I mean, we could. Um do so many other songs and talk about so many other songs. They're oh, either yeah, on the absolutely. cusp of 79 or the cusp of 90, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's strange. It, like often it's got to do with, um, you know, Duran Duran did a lot. They had a big comeback in 1990 and beyond. And obviously you think of them being an 80s band and so forth and things like Meatloaf as well, which was 70s, but you think of them as being like 80s. But, yeah, interesting, isn't it? But… Um. There you go. It's very, very strange. All part of the '80s canon, but it's not actually '80s. Very interesting. Very cool. Yeah,
0: but a lot of these artists are still around. Some of them, most of That's them. That's
1: right. Blondie do we want to do a very, very quick gig guide? Gig
0: guide. God, yes. Well, we don't know as yet. And this, by the time this one comes out, I oh no, we might put this one out this week. Um. Guys, you're just going to have to watch the Facebook because of COVID and everyone's in lockdown. Jump onto our website as well
1: anytime, Mm. guys, uh, Rewind80s.
0: Band.com.
1: Band.com. Yeah. um, For all of the sort of current gig dates and venues and all that kind of thing.
0: That's right. And you can also join the VIP guest list for the mixtape tour and get $5 off your ticket in some areas.
1: (laughs) Join the Breakfast Club. The breakfast very, club. Very very yeah. easy. Yeah, very very easy to join, <laughs> to join the, Bricks, join
0: the breakfast club. Join the breakfast yeah. club.
1: Get your fence burnt down and, and <laughs> join the breakfast club. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's right. No, you won't get your fence burnt down. Yeah. Depending. So, um, I would actually honestly say to people, if we don't do Eddie's band room, which is in Moorabbin on the twenty sixth of June. Get ready to come to the country because there's going to be more numbers there, the curfew or the capacity will be bigger and you'll be able to sit down and stuff, Um, especially with uh, band style. Like it's if you – I mean the government's giving around $200 vouchers again so maybe if you can score one of them, $200 vouchers and then come up to the country. That's right, Absolutely. That might be a way of looking at it. And that's also my birthday weekend at Bansdale. Hey. So God only knows what, what will happen there. And Bendigo is going to happen in November. And Brisbane I'm really, really excited about. I'm just um, I'm going to hit up the government for a grant because we've lost all this money. I think we've just lost 15 grand again just like that. That's including pseudo-echo and... You name it, like there's pseudo-echo gigs that that Maddie's not doing and Rewind 80s and then there's all my teaching work and stuff. So I'm eligible for getting the money for not working, luckily, because we pay GST and I've got a fucking great accountant that I know so well at the moment that I ask her what she's having for dinner. Like it's unbelievable. So if I do get that fund, I think we may hit Brisbane a bit more and do a couple of other shows.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or
0: Queensland, because all I do is just put it straight back into the show.
1: Fantastic. There you go. Yeah, mm. yeah. Beautiful. Well, there you go, guys. Thanks for listening to the 80s montage. Uh, almost 80s tracks that almost, almost, 80s, made, enough. almost it 80s, 80s enough. Almost 80s. Is it 80s enough? Who knows? Yes. Check it out. Good on you. Thanks for listening. Get your friends on board. Get them listening to the show, guys. Please like, share, rate, and review our show. Become a subscriber, follow us on whatever platform you can and become a patron for as little yeah. as a dollar a month. For $10 a month, you can get extra episodes, guys. Good on you. We love you. Yes. Thank you, patrons. Yes.
0: Fantastic. We love and you, guys, and thanks for listening again.
1: Absolutely. Now, if it's music mateys.
0: Or cool shit from the 80s.
1: We're going to talk about it.
0: Unreal.
1: Nice. One, two...